This podcast discusses content that may be triggering for some listeners. Please be advised discussions include gambling language, types of gambling, and addiction. Hello, and welcome to the Hidden Addiction Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the New York Council on Problem Gambling. Across New York State, we have seven problem gambling resource centers dedicated to connecting individuals to care. We're here to increase awareness about problem gambling and advocate for treatment and support for persons adversely affected by problem gambling. Gambling is defined as risking something of value on a game of chance for a desired reward. Problem gambling or even gambling addiction can affect anyone at any time in their life. It might not be talked about or even overlooked because it often can be easily hidden for a long time. Our hope is this podcast shines a light on problem gambling and we can share resources and information to help those who need us. The views and opinions shared by guests may not reflect the views and opinions of the New York Council on Problem Gambling. Okay, welcome everybody to this edition of the Hidden Addiction Podcast. My name is Jeffrey Wearsbicki. I'm with the Western and Finger Lakes Problem Gambling Resource Centers. And I want to thank everybody that's been with the podcast over the past couple of years. Thanks for staying with us. And if it's your first time listening, welcome. And it's it's good to have you. We are going to be changing things up over the next year a little bit. We're having a couple of new hosts. We might have different topics. We're going to invite you, uh, the people who are listening, to feel free to send some ideas to us of things you might want to talk about. With me today is our team. And Colleen, Diana, Elizabeth, and Robin are joining me. They'll have a chance to introduce themselves in a couple of minutes um, as we move forward. So thank you, and let's get started. So Colleen, it's Problem Gambling Awareness Month. Well, it's the end of Problem Gambling Awareness Month, and which is a really busy month for New York Council on Problem Gambling, the Problem Gambling Resource Centers. There's a lot of attention on problem gambling, which is great. Um, hopefully, it becomes Problem Gambling Awareness Year in the future, but right now, we'll take a month. But we did have the New York Council on Problem Gambling 2023 um, conference. And could you tell, so, you know, I had the privilege of being there. It's always one of the most fantastic conferences that I've ever attended. Every year, it seems to blow the year before away. So, you know, give us a little bit of a, a background on the conference, kind of what you go through a little bit too of putting that together, because it takes an awful lot of work and a lot of people. So congratulations on a great conference. And then just a little bit about how it went and, and what we can look forward to in the future. Yeah, absolutely. So first off, I want to say it's it's problem gambling awareness year all the time at the council, um, just because of all the great work that I think everybody does here. Um, but in March in particular, it's one of the reasons that we have our conference in March is because it is problem gambling awareness month. And it's just that time to really highlight, um, you know, advocating education, awareness, and treatment and recovery. So our conference this year, it was the first year we were back in person in three years. So there was a lot of planning that went into it, um, a lot of logistics to juggle around. We had a great team. So one of the things, NYCPG is growing. We have more staff members than we've ever had before, which also means we have a lot of great talents and resources that help us plan the conference. So from setting the agenda to getting those conference speakers, um, doing our rally at the end, so many things go into it. So it's really just a testament to how great the council uh, employees are who help us out. But 
it was our first year back in person and we had over 250 attendees. So it was one of our biggest in-person um, conferences. It was great. I think really being back um, and connecting with people is is just it's so great there's one thing i mean we do great trainings online we have an awesome training center virtual presentations and we've been able to to reach a lot of people with those virtual presentations but i think there's something to be said for all of us coming together in new york state to really raise that awareness about the services that are available in new york state um we had keynote speakers come from the bahamas from virginia from north carolina so it was just great to see people that are willing to travel to New York to help us help us spread that awareness. And I think um, we'll get into shine a light a little bit later, but um, people were able to kind of pledge what they're going to do in the future to um, to continue this movement. So we are already planning for 2024. Um, mm -hmm. I think one thing we saw this year was a larger uh, representation of the recovery community. We had a great recovery panel um, at the end of the conference this year who they're the reason really that we're doing this work, right? It's their stories that they're telling, their pathways to recovery that we're learning about, what their treatment options were like and what treatment options are like now. So for 2024, as we start planning, you know, we really want to see our, our recovery members come and, you know, learn more from them as well as, you know, we'll have a lot of other great topics as we uh, continue to plan. And you're right, Helene, that in-person aspect of the of the conference, um, you know, it was really missed over those years when it was virtual. The, you know, of course, the virtual trainings were fantastic, but that in-person feeling and when you mentioned the recovery community, we did have uh, people at the conference had the opportunity to go to an open GA meeting and a Gammonon meeting and really experience the stories and the the feeling and the you know the 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 pain and the trauma and but then the the joy and the recovery of the process and I think that's really powerful for people to have that. When you mentioned the speakers, um, do you, how do you decide on topics for the conference or can people reach out if they're listening right now who might be um, you know, in the recovery community and have public speaking, uh, you know, experience and want to get involved, how would somebody go about this? Well, they can just email us. Um, they can email either the um, the training team, which is uh, NYCPG training at nycpg.org. Um, absolutely. If people have topics, um, they'd be interested in learning more. A lot of what we do when we're looking at topics is we talk to our staff members, we talk mm -hmm. to our clinical networks, um, just like what are they looking for? What did they want to learn more about in the field of problem gambling? So that's really how we kind of start our process. And it might even be, you know, we go to some some conferences in our, um, you know, in the tri-state area or webinars. And if we hear a speaker that really resonates or their information is something we've never heard before, we, we bring it back to the team and say like, hey, would you want to learn more about this? And we go from there. That's awesome. It's a great way to get people involved too. If anyone wants to reach out and just, um, you know, share ideas of what they want to want to learn about. How do now for anyone who's listening, who might not be on our mailing list, can people just go to the website? How would someone get on that mailing list to get the invitation to the conference next year? 
Yes, there is um, on our website, there is a page, if you scroll down to the bottom that says subscribe and you can subscribe to our mailing list um, and you'll get all the emails, not only about our conference, but about the work we're doing in New York State, um, what we're advocating for. There is um, emails about our upcoming trainings, webinars, a lot, a lot of good stuff. That's awesome. And I know I bring that up because I know you're already starting to work on next year's conference, yeah. even though, you know, the the ink is not even dry on signing off on the last one, but it's a it's a year long process that it takes. And, you know, so people can set that time aside and know, uh, you know, ahead of time when they can come out to meet us all in person and enjoy the day with us. So thank, thank you for that, um, Colleen. <clears throat> Colleen mentioned the shine the light, and that was the theme of the conference was shine a light on problem gambling, but there was a lot more to the shine the light this year. And we had the privilege of Diana spearheading a statewide effort to, well, I'm not gonna steal the thunder. I'm gonna turn it over to Diana. I'm gonna let Diana kind of explain what she did and all the work she put into this project that ended up going statewide. Thank you, Jeffrey. Um, yeah, I love to talk about China Light. I know it's, you know, a phrase that we may have overused in the past year and we will overuse in future years, but I am very passionate about it. And it wasn't just me at all. It, this was a huge team effort. I could not have, um, you know, the, the progress on the project would not be what it is without the full team of the NYCPG staff, as well as our partners in clinical network. So um, China Light was this very small internal idea during COVID um, when the world was distracted to kind of stay relevant and stay, you know, in the, the eyes of the people who might need us to let them know that we were here. The idea shine a light would be like a beacon of hope. Um, and we were gonna light up the Empire State Building, which we are still trying to do. Lots of requirements there we are working towards, but every year we try. And for the last three years, the project has really expanded um, again, with the help of staff to light up landmarks across New York State. So um, this year, we finalized the number at 27 landmarks across New York State that included two casinos, um, which is awesome to have our gaming partners kind of participate in it. Um, and with that, you know, the end goal is not lighting up the buildings. This is the first step. Lighting up the buildings really gets us in the door to have conversations with people. Um, those who may not have been paying any attention, to you know, the gambling expansion and the, the risks that it brings. Um, but now we have reasons to have these conversations and people are, are seeking us out going, why is that building lit up and what can we talk about? So that was really the point of it is to get more conversations started, to get more people involved uh, and just spread the awareness that problem gambling is a thing. Uh, and there are services available because we want people to know that there's help and education uh, surrounding the topic. Um, with that, you know, the state also had 13 counties and proclamations under the Shine a Light project. Um, so those proclamations state that 13 counties are going to recognize March as Problem Gambling Awareness Month, which is a huge first step because now we know that we can reach out to them in future years and have them participate in the events, uh, you know, and things that we um, are pushing out our initiatives and campaigns to get the word out. It's great. And getting, you know, getting local legislators and, you know, local people and statewide legislators involved with those proclamations is is important just to get that recognition that, you know, problem gambling is something that we need to keep an eye on. It's something we need to talk about. Um, in the Western region, the Finger Lakes and Central region, Elizabeth was very instrumental in getting those proclamations across our three regions. So, um, Elizabeth, if you just want to say hello and introduce yourself real quick. 
Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Elizabeth Toomey from the um, Central Finger Lakes Western Region um, area. I am one of the team leaders where I worked on the proclamation part and the shine the light part here in upstate New York for uh, the team. And I'm doing a lot of work right now with colleges. Um, you, I, I'm sure Jeffrey will talk a little bit about mobile sports betting, but we're seeing that it's being targeted to those college campuses. So I've started to work with some of the college campuses to bring education around um, problem gambling to the Central Finger Lakes Western region. Um, with that, um, things like tabling, but mostly um, been getting into like um, educational Mondays, Motivation Mondays, different things that the colleges have um, around education for students where we've gone in and have done presentations um, campus-wide um, for students, faculty, and staff um, around problem gambling and the dangers um, uh, for college students. Thanks, Elizabeth. Um... Diana, if we could just go back for a real for a second, and I you know you mentioned the Empire State Building, and you know we've been trying for a couple of years to get them to light up for us. So if there's actually if there's anyone from the Empire State Building listening right now, you're missing out on a movement that is going to be huge, and you should be part of it from the beginning. But um, I think you mentioned one of the requirements there is uh, social media presence, social media following. So this might be a good time for us to kind of put a plea out there for everyone to follow all of us on social media. Yeah, absolutely. So um, some of the requirements at the Empire State Building include having a big presence and a big reach and being able to connect different parts of the states for different events. So we have been, you know, growing that and working on it. But, um, you know, following our social media would definitely help in that aspect, but you would also get some really great content. All of the regions put out some really good information. They post all of their trainings and education. They share stuff from our partners. Um, so following on social media would be awesome. We do have this year, we started brand new, a Shine a Light Facebook group that you can join. And the hope with that is that it's going to connect all the people who want to participate in Shine a Light all year long. It's going to keep us connected. We can share initiatives, ideas, um, Shine a Light will be presented at the National Council, so we're hoping that that would open the door to have more states participate, because New York State has done a fabulous job. Um, we've had, you know, Niagara Falls, um, we have the Empire State Plaza, which is the bottom part, so we're getting close, um, but we have had bridges light up, we have had lots of landmarks, um, Albany Airport, I mean, there's a whole list available that you can check out, um, you know, and participating in any of that is really just helpful because it shows that you want to help us shine a light, because we can't do it all alone. We are a very small staff with very big hearts and a lot of passion, but we definitely can't do it by ourselves, and we could use any support and participation um, that we can. So there's also a website um, on, on our page um, or will be on our page where you can go to it and pledge to shine a light. You can do things like request uh, materials to share at your locations. You can request trainings for your community. Um, you can just request to connect with your local representatives in your region. Um, and that will keep you kind of tied in to all of the work that we do all year long. Um, so starting with social media mm -hmm. is a great first step. And we'll, we'll, you know, work together from there. And Diana, you said there's a Shine a Light, um, Shine a Light Facebook page? Yeah, so we created a Facebook, that. yeah, we, um, 
How do you find that? You can find that by following any one of our social medias. I know that it is shared on the regional ones and on the state one. Um, there is a link. You can reach out to any one of us and I can share the direct link with for you. Um, you know, and again, just by joining that, it keeps you connected for all of our initiatives because mm -hmm. we do have things that we do in September for Recovery Month and in May for Mental Health Awareness Month. So there's a lot of initiatives that we're going to kind of tie in. I know they're planning a Shine a Light Run, um, you know, for those of you who have athletic abilities uh, to a short 5K, uh, you know, and participate. So really, we're trying to just branch out and reach the community in any capacity we can. And that my hope is that Facebook group will be kind of the hub of where you can find out the information, stay involved, and then choose to participate in the, you know, events and, and initiatives that we have. That's great. And, and um, those, like having a couple of casinos light up for Shine a Light is really, you know, it just shows the strength of, of the advocacy and of the, the work the staff is doing, because, you know, it's, it's raising awareness of, of the problems being recognized. So it's really great. It's great to be a part of that. So anybody locally find your local PGRC information and um, follow along. And as Colleen said, and there's lots of other information that you'll get about trainings and different stuff that we're doing. So um, now moving forward with the podcast, we we're going to mix up the topics a little bit. We might even mix up panels, hosting a little we are going to do a little bit about, so New York City has some interesting projects going on. New York City, as a lot of us know in New York State, is a little bit different than upstate. It's kind of its own world sometimes. And as NYCPG, we recognize that. We recognize the different, um, the different cultures and the different attitudes and people and everything involved. So there's a there's some projects going on. I'm going to have Robin introduce himself, and Robin is with our Queens PGRC. But don't don't spoil too much, Robin, because we are going to dedicate a whole podcast to the New York City projects. But can you just give us an idea of what's going on in the New York City area and some of the things we can look forward to in the in the future podcast? Sure thing, Jeffrey. So my name is Robin Singh. I'm part of the Queens PGRC or the Queens Problem Gambling Resource Center, part of the New York City team. Uh, and uh, as you mentioned, we've got a lot of cool things happening right now in the New York City region. We've got some population-specific projects that we are actually running this year. The cool thing about them is, you know, being, being that we work here in downstate or down here in the city, we work with so many different populations, so many different communities. You know, we deal with a lot of uh, areas where there are different languages that are being spoken. And being that we do this work constantly every day, we've kind of identified a couple of areas where we're lacking a little bit in terms of how we get the outreach and awareness built just because folks don't speak the language. And uh, being that we've identified these areas, you know, we decided to launch a couple of population specific projects to address these needs. The first two are actually specifically Asian population project and the Hispanic population project. Uh, we've hired some fantastic folks uh, we've brought onto our staff that are going to address these uh, needs within their communities. They're definitely opening doors for us with a lot of community contacts. And, uh, you know, we're getting the word out and we're get, not only getting the word out, but we're getting the word out in their language. And it's definitely causing a lot of folks to become a little bit more aware of the issues that this, uh, you know, problem gambling and uh, mobile sports betting and the things like that that happen in the community face. That's great, Robin. And I'm glad you just mentioned in their language because, Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of differences in the way that people describe gambling, the terms that are used when it comes to different languages. So, um, you know, it's it's great that we're we're focusing on those different types of uh, the the language being different and understanding that in the past it might have been a barrier for us 
if but now we have someone and people in the area that really understand a lot better what the culture is and what the language is and and just the attitudes towards gambling can be so different as well do you notice there's a lot of difference in the attitudes towards gambling with some of these populations Absolutely. When you do, when you work with different populations and different communities, you know, sometimes gambling is something that's kind of a little bit more cultural than other folks uh, would look at it. And, uh, you know, we want to be mindful to that cultural uh, sensitivity and just being mindful of other folks is something that's really, really important to our work. And breaking down the stigmas and like the barriers that are in place to prevent people from reaching out to get care and treatment is something that's really important to us as well. And obviously that mm -hmm. outreach tends to differ between different communities. So that's kind of the purpose behind uh, these projects. We wanted to make sure that the actual type of outreach, you know, changes depending on the population that we're working with and it works, you know, depending on who we're dealing with. And we always want to maintain a certain level of cultural sensitivity. That's great. Um, so we don't want to spoil too much, but because that sounds like it's going to be a fantastic topic. And I know I've talked to you about this individual and you could probably go on for hours about oh, these yeah. different things. And I've learned a lot from you just in the times that we've talked about it. So, um, at, when that topic comes up, I hope everybody listening gets a chance to check that one out as well. So moving forward, we're going to have, um, you know, a lot of different topics, as I mentioned, Sports get betting, sports gambling is something that I'm very interested in. We're going to make sure we cover sports betting. Different months coming up. We have Mental Health Awareness Month. We have Suicide Prevention Awareness Month, Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And we're going to try to keep our topics to kind of match up with some of the themes of the month and what our organization is doing statewide. And I want to thank everyone for sticking with us and giving us the chance to reintroduce ourselves. I'm going to give everybody a, a minute here at the end if they want to share any updates or any uh, additional information about things moving forward. But this was the Hidden Addiction podcast, kind of a new, a new group moving forward. We thank you very much for giving us a chance to say hello. Again, my name is Jeffrey Lewis-Bick. I just want to uh, say something back to the conference real quick. Uh, one of the things we got to do was we did a Facebook Live with Brian Hatch, who um, many of you listening probably um, have heard him before. He is a podcaster that hosts All in the Addicted Gamblers podcast. Um, and he did a Facebook Live all day on day one of the conference, and he has generously offered um going to break down the audio for us. So we'll do some kind of mini segments of all the people that um, that talked to him at the conference. There were some really great partners, um, our executive director, um, some people in recovery. So there was just some great conversations and we want to be able to have people, you know, listen to that as well. And I also want to mention that I have created us a New York specific problem gambling page on Reddit. So we actually have a subreddit that's dedicated specifically to problem gambling. Anybody listening is interested in learning more. I've put some really cool articles and some really interesting news updates on that uh, subreddit. And if anybody wants to share you know, their stream of consciousness as far as what they're thinking about in terms of problem gambling here in New York State or New York City, or if it's a person in recovery that wants to share their recovery journey, please you know, feel free to take a look at our little subreddit there. We've got some nice resources on there, just like our website as well. So it's really cool. Take a look. And I'll just mention that if there's any um, college staff or faculty out there that's looking for a presentation in their area around problem gambling, um, they can reach out to us at um, NYCPG and someone within their area um, would be happy to accommodate them. 
So thank you everybody for getting to know us a little bit. Moving forward, we, you know, we'll have a little more streamlined topic, uh, a little more straightforward with what we were discussing. This was our opportunity to say hello, our opportunity to get to know each other as well on our group here as we're moving forward and get to know how we're going to move things along. So thank you. Share, you know, share the information about the Hidden Addiction podcast with your friends, your co colleagues, and we look forward to talking to you in the future.